0: Here's some more examples. The limit as x goes to infinity, 17x minus 4x cubed over the quantity 3 minus x squared. Now, since x is going to infinity and not some number like 2 or 3 or uh, square root 3, then we can actually say, all right, x is going to infinity. The most dominant terms are going to be the ones that determine our limit. So we have negative 4x cubed on top and negative x squared on the bottom so this is the same as the limit as x goes to positive infinity this time negative 4x cubed over negative x squared the negative 4 over the negative cancel and so we have the limit as x goes to infinity of positive 4x because negative 4 over negative 1 is 4 x cubed over x squared is x So, what's the limit of 4x as x goes to infinity? You can even think of that as the line, y equals 4x, that's going up, right? As x goes to infinity, the line goes up to positive infinity. Or you can just think direct substitution. Infinity times 4 is still infinity. So our limit, as x goes to positive infinity, the limit of this function is also positive infinity. If you'd like, you can also think of this as a slant asymptote. y equals 4x. As x goes to infinity, y approaches, the graph approaches the graph of y equals 4x. You can look at that on your graphing calculator if you'd like for this function. The second limit goes to negative infinity of the same function. So if you're given this by itself on a test, you would do the same thing, find your dominant terms, simplify. But since I've already done the work, Can't I just skip to the end? Limit as x goes to negative infinity of 4x. If x goes to negative infinity, what happens to 4 times x? If you said negative infinity, that's absolutely right. And it's just like direct substitution. 4 times negative infinity is negative infinity. If you think about the line y equals 4x, I'm going to draw it with dotted lines. As X approaches infinity, so does Y. As X approaches negative infinity, so does Y. I don't know what's going on in the graph in between, but on the ends, the graph looks like the line Y equals 4X. And that's why it's called a slanted or slant asymptote. For two limits, positive infinity and negative infinity. Let's go to the next example. The limit as X goes to infinity of The same thing, except all I did was instead of having x X squared here, I have x to the first. But since it's a limit at infinity, limit at infinity, I'm going to take the dominant terms. Limit as x goes to positive infinity this time, negative 4x cubed over negative x. The negatives cancel, and I have the limit as x goes to infinity, positive 4x cubed over x is x squared if you take infinity and square it and multiply by four we just still call that infinity now if you're in more advanced math you actually distinguish between infinity squared and infinity but you don't have to worry about that right now your limit is just infinity positive infinity so again as x goes to infinity the y values of the graph are going up to positive infinity the second part, the negative limit. Limit as x goes to negative infinity. I have negative 4x cubed over negative x squared, which reduces down to positive 4. Oops, there's no x squared, is there? I'm sorry. Please fix this in your notes. I want to take the same function. There's, there should not be an x squared here, right here so this should be x to the first and then on the bottom i have my dominant term is negative x to the first when you take the ratio of these two you have 4x squared and i still need to write limit i'm going to negative infinity of the function 4x squared as x goes to negative infinity what happens when you square it it's positive infinity squared so notice this limit It didn't matter if you were going to positive infinity or negative infinity. The limit was always positive infinity. And that's because our two dominant terms reduced down to 4x squared. And actually, again, this is not in your book, and you're not going to be tested on it, but you might find it interesting that the the behavior of the graph on the ends looks like the graph of the parabola 4x squared. So on the ends, it goes up to 4x squared on the right, and up to 4x squared on the left. In between, I have a vertical asymptote at x equals 3, for starters, don't I? Dividing by 3 minus x, and I have a zero of the origin. And so I probably have something like this going on. Um, As I approach 3 from the left, ugh, it's too much work to figure out. (laughs) It's either gonna go up or down, depending on the sign. I'm gonna do an example in the future. And then this one goes up like this, somehow. So I don't know if it goes up or down. I actually, if if I put in 2.9, this is positive over here. And this is positive. This is like, if this is close to 2, this is positive. And so that's positive. It looks like it goes up to positive infinity, like that. But I'm not sure about that one. Don't quote me on that. You can check your, on your graphing calculator. But you should see the end behavior looks like the parabola 4 x squared. Okay, finally, the limit as x goes to infinity of 2x over the square root of x squared minus 1. This is the hardest one of all because notice I don't have two polynomials, top and bottom, anymore. This is not covered in your book in the reading, but there is an example in the, in the homework, and I also go over it very soon on the calculator tips. So I'd just like to show you. I don't think you'll be tested on it this semester. It depends on what your teacher chooses. But uh, I'd just like to show you how this works. If you sketch the graph, you're actually going to see this graph has two different horizontal asymptotes, and the reason why is coming up. 2x is your dominant term in the numerator, and the square root of x squared is your dominant term in the denominator. So what's the square root of x squared? Is that ever negative? The square root of x squared is actually sometimes used as another definition for the absolute value of x. Because the absolute value of x always takes the positive or zero value. You can do the same thing by squaring x and then taking its square root because if it doesn't have a negative in front, a square root is always positive. So the denominator will always be positive, and the numerator is positive or negative depending on what x is. So as x goes to infinity, this goes to 2x over the absolute value of x. Does that make sense? My dominant term in the numerator is 2x, and my dominant term in the denominator is the square root of x squared if you'd like you could write the square root of x squared so that's the limit as x goes to infinity of 2x over the absolute value of x as x goes to infinity This reduces down to the limit as x goes to infinity of 2. Can you see that x over the absolute value of x is equal to 1 if x is positive? And since x is going to positive infinity, you can assume that x is positive. So the x over absolute value of x reduces down to 1, and you just get 2 as your limit. So that's the horizontal asymptote y equals 2. The second limit, the dominant term is 2x. The dominant term in the bottom is the square root of x squared. But the square root of x squared is always positive, right? It's the absolute value of x. So uh, in the bottom, I have the absolute value of x. And in the top, I've got 2x. X is going to negative infinity. So where is 2x going? 2x is also going to negative infinity, right? So 2x is negative. What is x over the absolute value of x if x is less than 0? If x is negative, then you have, say, negative 5. Negative 5 over the absolute value of negative 5 would be negative 5 over 5. If x is negative 10, you have negative 10 over the absolute value of negative 10. So you have negative 10 over positive 10. If x is negative a million, negative million over positive a million. So you get negative 1. You may have even seen that graph, the absolute value of x over x, or x over the absolute value of x, the same one. You have, you have a discontinuity when x is 0, and you have 1 if x is positive, and negative 1 if x is negative. So that's what our limit tells us as well. So since x is going to negative infinity, this 2x over the absolute value of x reduces down to 2. And the limit as x goes to negative infinity of 2 is, I'm sorry, negative 2. x over absolute value of x is negative 1. So negative 1 times 2 is negative 2 so you have negative 1 times 2 is your limit so you have on the left hand side a horizontal asymptote of y equals negative 2 so as x gets very large I don't know what this graph does everywhere else I I could figure it out but as x gets very large the y values approach the line y equals 2 on the positive side and on the negative side the y values approach negative two you can sketch this with your graphing calculator and you can see that it levels off this way positive two on the right negative two on the left so you can see all of these limits at infinity are evaluated by looking at the dominant term in the numerator over the dominant term in the denominator sometimes you have to be careful about the square root of x squared right that's not going to come up very often so usually take your dominant terms reduce down if you get an x or any power of x left over, then that means your limit is not going to exist if, it, if that's in the numerator. So you're gonna have positive or negative infinity depending on the signs, how the signs work out. So you have to be very careful to watch the signs. If you get the higher power in the denominator, then you're gonna have an x left in the bottom or an x squared left in the bottom. And some constant on top, then your limit's going to go to zero as x goes to infinity. If you get equal powers top and bottom, then your limit is going to reduce down to the ratio of the coefficients even a negative infinity. If X goes to negative infinity, it's just gonna reduce down to the ratio of the coefficients. This one is 30 over one, or 30.